0: Father, thank you for your goodness and kindness to us. Uh, Thank you for church. Thank you for drawing us together this morning. Um, And uh, we pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your word. And as Jesus says, we we pray that we would put your words into practice and that we would trust you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, Proverbs, uh, over the next few weeks, we're looking at Proverbs. We're also going to read through Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, in in Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, We're not going to preach on that or anything, but uh, just so you know. I want you to, um, as we begin, I want you to think for a minute. Uh, Think that. Possibly you might have to go back a fair while. Uh, Maybe you've just got to go back a few days. I want you to think about a time when you've said to yourself, I've been a fool. You got one yet? Think about a time when you've said to yourself, I've been a fool. When It's where it's all gone wrong, pretty much, and you've messed up. Okay, anyone like to share? No, just kidding, I'm not going to ask you to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a pleasant thought, is it? Hey? It's, not, it's, a, it's a little bit uncomfortable, um, perhaps seen a little bit embarrassing. Maybe it happened at work, uh, maybe it happened here. Uh, I don't know. It I didn't take me long to think about it a few times when I've said to my, myself, I've been a fool. Uh, maybe it was with family or friends. Maybe you just said something really dumb. I've been a fool. Well, the wisdom set out in the book of Proverbs aims to minimise such occasions. This book is a practical daily wisdom. Wisdom, of course, is the opposite of foolishness. It's God's wisdom for living life. As chapter 4 says in, in, uh, in Proverbs, it's the way of the wise. It's not the way of foolishness. It's the way of the wise. Wisdom. Here's some uh, wisdom sayings that um, I quite like. Uh, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue... Of the wise brings healing. Fourteen, verse seven: Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. And Proverbs fifteen, verse seven: One for the vegetarians, maybe, uh, not quite. But anyway, better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with with uh, hatred. And one of my personal favourites, really, uh, Proverbs twenty-six. Verse 14, or perhaps one good for the teenagers, I'm not quite sure. As the door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns in his bed. I love that, I love that image, that... I don't know, we've all seen, uh, we've all done that, come on. Practical advice, uh, practical wisdom for living the good life, the way of the wise... Wisdom for avoiding those I've been a fool moments. So over the next five weeks, we're going to sink our teeth into Proverbs. We're going to try to do also what Billy Graham recommended. He recommended that you read one chapter of Proverbs uh, per day over a month. Now, if you can see in your bulletins, hopefully you've got out your... uh outlines there and I've left a few gaps on the outlines so that you can fill them in and you can keep concentrating but in your bulletin you've got a little reading guide and I've given you an introduction to Proverbs as well and a little key verse in the back the reading guide has pretty much one chapter or maybe two a day over the next five weeks so I'm not quite Billy Graham but pretty close there you go I'm hoping that you'll get to know Proverbs I'm hoping that you'll uh, that you'll love it I'm hoping you will Uh, you'll get into that We'll get to know Proverbs and we'll ask specifically what's God's practical wisdom in regards to these topics. Today's a bit of an introduction in some ways, but we'll ask um, what's God's wisdom about making wise decisions? What does God say? That's next week. How do we make good decisions? Uh, What's God's wisdom when it comes to how we speak? Taming the tongue, we'll call that, stealing a phrase from James. And what about work? What's God's wisdom on work? And finally, what's God's wisdom on friendships? all very important things. That's the next five weeks. But today we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to uh, start at one, Proverbs chapter one, verses one to seven. It's good to have that open in front of you, if you haven't got that already. This is not only just an introduction to the book, but in these seven verses, Proverbs one, one to seven, what we find is the key to the book. It really is. It's the key to wisdom, in fact. In these verses. So, Bibles open, have the outline in front of you, that'll be helpful too. And we'll first look at this uh, point one on our outline, the context of the book of Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, King of Israel. Let's just stop there for a minute. So who was Solomon? Probably heard of Solomon. Uh, It says that Solomon was the son of David, the king of Israel. In fact, he's Israel's third king, isn't he? There's there's Saul, and then followed by Saul, we have King David, and then David's son, Solomon. Solomon was king over Israel's golden age. King David established Israel, probably the greatest king in Israel's history, no doubt about that. But Solomon brought peace and prosperity. Solomon was famous because he he, uh, built the temple in his day. Israel did well under Solomon. He reigned over Israel's greatest days. Now, 1 Kings chapter 1 to 11 is is really where we find out more about Solomon. Now, it'd be great if you can have a look up up 1 Kings... uh, Well, actually, we'll start with chapter 10, um, but I'm going to have it on the screen as well. 1 Kings 10, verses 6 to 9. It's on page 339 of the Bibles, but you can look up here anyway. What we read here in 1 Kings chapter 10 is we read about the Queen of Sheba, now the Queen of Sheba was a, was a, a, a neighbouring queen and she had heard about Solomon and his wisdom and prosperity and peace. Have a look what she says. She said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far exceeded the report that I heard. Let's get down to verse 9. She, in response, she praises Solomon's God. A great wisdom that he had. Now, where did this wisdom come from? Uh, the, and, and why Solomon? Why was Solomon given this wisdom? Why not other kings? Why Solomon? Well, let's go back, if you're flipping the Bibles, otherwise we'll go to the next screen, uh, to chapter 4, Verse 29. It says that God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight, and breadth of understanding as measureless as sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the men of the east, and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt, he was wiser than any other man. A few are listed there. Verse 32, next slide. He spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. Verse, uh, verse 34, men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. You get the picture? Uh, he, he had a reputation of being wise, peaceful, prosperous. But again, why Solomon? Why, why him? Let's flick back again to 1 Kings 3, verse 34. Uh, We'll start at verse 5, actually. So 1 Kings 3, verse 5. The very beginning now of Solomon's reign. His father David had just died, and uh, David really is handing over the reins. So at Gibeon, verse 5, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. What would your answer be here? If God said to you, what would you like? If God said to you, you can have anything you want. What would you like? Ask for whatever you want me to give you. I'm not quite sure my answer would be what Solomon is just about to say. I hate to say it. I don't know. What would yours be? Maybe a a new extension would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't mind a reliable car. A bit more money in the bank account? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Let's see how Solomon responds. Verse 6. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David. Because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in, your, in heart, you have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Sorry, there we go. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had had asked for this, so God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I'll give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honour, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. We'll leave it there. What an answer. And what an answer from God too. Uh, I wonder if you're starting to get uh, a picture of what's being painted here in Solomon's time and in the context of Israel's history. Let's take a step back again, though, in terms of the broader Old Testament context. I think that's helpful. You see, out of all the nations in the world, God chose and rescued a people, and ultimately, for the benefit of all people. The, the Old Testament, at its heart, is about how God moved in history towards the restoration of the human race which comes to fulfilment in the New Testament in Jesus Christ, God's Son, in whom we can be restored to God by his death for our sins. In the Old Testament, the nation of Israel under Solomon is as good as it gets. Here is God's rescued and redeemed people living in the land that God has given them, that God promised under his rule. Proverbs is essentially a practical commentary on God's law given at Mount Sinai. So what we have in Proverbs being described here is living, wise living for God's people in God's place under God's rule. God's people, God's place under God's rule, wise living. Proverbs describes God's good order. In other words, as opposed to the chaos of sin. How human beings created in the image of God were intended to function in the world. Wisdom, the way of the wise. That is, with a capacity to think and understand the world around them, to make good decisions and be responsible. That's what wisdom is. And so, by the goodness of God, under God's kindness, to use Solomon's word, under Solomon, here is Israel back on track. Israel in step with God. When I was at university, I had a teaching degree. I was a, um, for an, for a few years. I was a, a PE and health teacher, and um, great profession if you ever want to go there. You know, um, I had to uh, do a unit. Thankfully, it was mer- mercifully, it was only eight weeks. But I had to do a unit. Um, actually, there's a few PE teachers in the room, aren't there? Um, Rihanna, you might have you would have been been fine with this, but I do do a unit on dance. It was my worst nightmare. Um, now I'm not that bad and Michelle hopefully would vouch for me maybe, maybe she wouldn't, I don't know um, but I don't quite have two left feet but it, but it really was very difficult and it was very awkward and, um, and I, I really did, did struggle uh, considerably um, it was <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, think, I think I had to learn like we had to do a whole bunch of different dances so that was difficult um, but I had to learn formal dances but I managed to get down the waltz I can still do the waltz that's pretty good. I had, that was very useful for my wedding night, um, you know, the reception and everything, doing the wedding dance. And I also had to learn the cha-cha, which I, I was pretty clever. I worked out that the cha-cha was just a faster waltz, <laughs> pretty much, isn't it? give or take. Um, actually, where's um, he, he's going to church tonight, but uh, I'll try not to embarrass him. But anyway, they, the Year 10 at Mossfow High have to do a dance unit, and they have this ball, and the big ball is on Monday. But they learned, Wes has learned the rock and roll. What's that called? Do you remember? The jive. The jive. yeah. He's learned that. How good's that? I thought, that's amazing. Um, there's no way in the world I could do that. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I dance on the inside, so that's okay. <laughs> um, so that's what I want you to imagine for a minute. This is what Proverbs describes. Two dancers. He's Israel and God in step with each other. Uh, Proverbs is, is human life back on track. In step with God. On the right foundation, even where in humility it comes from Solomon right in the beginning, does not it? His answer to God's prayer in hu- God's question, uh, in humility, God is acknowledged and known. Uh, where the world they live in is acknowledged as God's gifts, where the gifts of peace and prosperity are responded to in thankfulness, that's wisdom. Where life is on the right track, or where life is back on the right foundations, we're much less likely to make those. I've been a well, to have those I've been a fool moments where life is back on, tr- on the right foundations there's less likelihood for those I've been a fool moments Actually, I forgot to press a button there's two famous dancers there let's pause for a minute though let's, let's ask two important questions to, as, we're, as we continue on here what are we talking about when we say human life on the right foundation what is the right foundation that's important isn't it and what's that got to do with wisdom So let's pick things up with verse 2 and let's look at the purpose of Proverbs and we'll answer those two important questions that I think are on your outline as well. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Proverbs 1, verse 2. What are these Proverbs for? What's their purpose? Well, verse 2, for attaining wisdom and discipline. So if you want to have your life under control, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? If you, As much as possible, if you want to have some semblance of order, ordered thinking leading to right actions, then keep reading. Keep reading. Keep listening. Keep coming. Don't miss a week. Keep coming. Our lives are too often out of control. I don't know about you. I, I do feel that. Uh, and sometimes it's down to ill discipline too. You see, I, I waste my time on things that are not important And I neglect to spend time on what is important. I don't know if you resonate with that. We race from one thing to the next, friends. I'm not sure that being busy is something that we ought to be proud of. Too often that's the case. How are you going? Oh, I'm busy. Hmm. You know. Uh, And Maybe we'll get to that in a couple of weeks when we look at work. Either way, the wisdom of Proverbs will help. So what what are Proverbs for? Why should we keep reading? Well, for understanding words of insight. Second half of verse 2. If you want to understand the world around you beyond the obvious, beyond the surface of things in life and relationships, then keep reading. Keep getting into Proverbs. Verse 3. For acquiring a disciplined and prudent life. That is for doing what's right and just and fair. That's God. That's God's character. What's right and just and fair. Living like God wants us to live. Living like God's character. God's word here in proverbs, helps us to make right decisions. We'll get onto this more next week. Decisions as God would make them—right and just and fair. Verse four: uh, what, What's the benefits of wisdom? What's um? What's proverbs for? What's its purpose? For giving prudence to the simple. Now, the simple here is uh, the, the term is not not really about intelligence. So, you know, get Forrest Gump out of your head. That's you know that Forrest Gump saying he says, "Stupid as a stupid gets," or whatever it is. Um, It's really about lack of experience. Lack of experience leaves people vulnerable. The teacher in Proverbs is experienced. So listen to him. Listen to God's word. It's for knowledge and discretion to the young. The next phrase in verse 4. Wisdom is for young people. For making right decisions. Discretion. Which decisions to make. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good to make right decisions? To make the right choices. No more stuff-ups, or at least less of them. No more I've been a fool moments. I think back to my younger days, uh, just last week. No, no. Um, I do I do think about, about answering that question right at the start, those I've been a fool moments. Uh, I, I did stupid things. Nothing really too radical and stupid. But I did stupid things that hurt other people. And that, that hurt me as well. Um, young people... Read Proverbs and you'll make less dumb decisions. But verse 5, look at verse 5. It's not just for young people, is it? Us oldies, you're not off the hook. Uh, (laughs) This is for the wise also. Those who have been around the traps a bit. Those who have been around for a while, got a bit of experience. We must never get to the point where we say, I've got nothing more to learn. There's no humility in that, is there? That God is no more, he can teach me. So verse 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Yes, wisdom involves learning, but it is learning that gives guidance for life. It's not about getting a master's degree. uh, It's about mastering life. So what about this key to wisdom then? Where is it? Where's the key to wisdom? The heart of wisdom, the right foundation, verse 7. In fact, really, it's the motto of the book, uh, Ecclesiastes as well, and Job, the wisdom writings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Here is the key to wisdom that Solomon will give. When it says beginning, well, it's not really just the start It's really the fear of the Lord is the gateway for everything else he's about to say to make sense. It's the key that unlocks understanding God's world, the fear of the Lord. It's the first and controlling principle. It's the key to opening, seeing and understanding wisdom, God's wisdom for life. It's the foundation upon which we build. Human life on the right foundation, being in step with God, the fear of the Lord. But it's relational, the fear of the Lord. So it's nothing to do with terror or trembling. That would be a misunderstanding of God's grace and kindness throughout the Bible, demonstrated most powerfully in Jesus. But God is our maker, He's our creator, God is our redeemer, means rescuer. God is also our judge. That's understanding the fear of the Lord. That's where wisdom starts, getting that. And we're still invited to him, though, to come in, uh, come to him for rest for our souls, as Jesus says. He's our maker, redeemer and judge. He is our rest. It's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to trust in him. Isn't that right, isn't it? It's to trust in him that his ways are better than mine. That's what the fear of the Lord is. God, you know better than me. You're creator. You're you're the maker. You're the redeemer. You're the judge. You've got it. I don't know. I trust in you that your ways are better than mine. Over in chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's hard not to sing the Collins song here, isn't it? You know the the Colin Buchanan song? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him please join me and he will make your path straight <laughs> oh dear I had as much uptake there as I had at 8 o'clock good old Lynn, Lynn joined me dear oh dear you know that song don't you? no you don't know it really? Rod knows it Rod why didn't you join me then? Where, you did again? thank <laughs> you man no one's got my back um, <laughs> she <is> too wise <laughs> at least the whistling yeah Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight that's the fear of the Lord that's understanding the fear of the Lord wisdom is about trusting in the Lord's direction that God's got it right and I don't that he knows more than I do that his ways are better for you that's the way of the wise God's way is better. Trust in the Lord, and you have a smooth path. He'll make your paths straight. Now, sometimes this will be hard. It's why the word trust is there. Sometimes it's hard to trust in God's way, the Lord's way, rather than my way, because my way well it just feels it might feel better, and I think I know what I'm doing. And sometimes, if I trust in the Lord's way, I'm going to be disadvantaged. And it's actually not going to be very pleasant. Sometimes that's going to happen too. Trust him when we have that choice, the Lord's way or my way. It's tempting to lean on my own understanding, but don't. doesn't mean throw your brain away, by the way, but it's it's, it's tempting to do that. It's tempting to lean on our own understanding. It's tempting in all sorts of ways. Um, It's hard not to cheat on my taxes. I need the money for the family oh gee the refund will be nice if I just fill that box in there no one will know it's all right trust me says the Lord trust me it's tempting to, to jump on board with a bit of gossip isn't it you know did you hear what Jeffrey said hear what Jeff said couldn't believe it yeah I know and and did you know Sue was having coffee with Victor had to make up some names. <laughs> did, did you know what Roy said about church? And he's one of the church leaders too. I know. No, no. Trust me, says the Lord. It's more fun if I if, if I'm sexually active outside of marriage. Trust me, says the Lord. Now I I, I don't think I'll ever make friends with these people and get some respect. Unless I go out and get smashed with them on the weekend. Uh, trust me, says the Lord. I can't give any money away to gospel work. I'm saving up for my retirement. I'm, I'm saving up for that big trip. I need to put a deposit on the house. You seen how expensive houses are these days. I've got to get in now. I've got to get in. Otherwise I never get in. Trust me, says the Lord. Trust me. Sometimes we think when we obey God's word, we're missing out. One of the messages of Proverbs is you're not missing out. When you trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, you've got, you got it good. It's as good as it, it's as good as it gets when we trust in the Lord and lean on, not on your own understanding. Let's put a few things together as we close. Friend Solomon had great wisdom. Uh, Yet it wasn't long before he himself, as we know the story in Solomon, got caught up with foreign wives, didn't go well. He didn't live up to the wisdom that he actually ended up teaching. But Solomon was just a reality of what was to... a shadow of the reality, I should say, of what was to come. The Old Testament prophets looked forward to a greater king. I've, I've quoted Isaiah 11 up there. They looked forward to a greater king who would not only restore us to himself by dying for us, but who the spirit of the Lord would rest on. The spirit of wisdom and understanding of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Friends, that, that king that the prophets spoke about, of course, is King Jesus, God's son. 1 Corinthians one twenty four says that Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. We remember that from a few weeks back. The message of the cross may seem foolishness to others, but to those being saved, it is the wisdom of God. Friends, when we read Proverbs, here's what we need to do. When we hear of Solomon, and we read his words, here read God's word, we ought to think of Jesus. Here is wisdom personified. Here is wisdom, God's wisdom, in the flesh. And most accurately seen, of course, with Jesus on the cross. Jesus, God's king, who shows us how to live the life of wisdom, who never had any, I've been a fool, moments. Who delighted in the fear of the Lord, who is God's wisdom in the flesh and blood. Let me pray for us. And uh, we've got a few minutes, I think. We'll have a few minutes of of any questions or comments. Um, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and kindness to us. Father, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. And we thank you, Lord, that you sent your one and only son to die for us. But also, Lord, to show us what wisdom truly looks like. We thank you for the book of Proverbs. We pray, Lord, that we would put these words into practice in our lives. Lord, help us with that. We ask for your spirit to fill us, fill us with your spirit, Lord, as we trust in you and lean not on our own understanding. In Jesus' name, amen.